Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. As of Monday evening, college football is back on both sides of the Continental Divide for age-old arch rivals. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana State Bobcats began their first fall camp under first-year head coach Brent Vegan on Friday in Bozeman. The Montana Grizzlies opened their third season and fourth year under the direction of head coach Bobby Houck on Monday night at 6.30 p.m. The Bobcats have had to wait since December of 2019 to capitalize on their momentum of their last season on the gridiron. Almost two years ago, Montana State raced to a historic 11-win season that that included a 48-14 blasting of the rival Grizzlies in Bozeman, a first-round bye in the FCS playoffs, postseason wins over Albany and Austin P, and the first semifinal berth for the program since 1984. The Grizzlies also took a step towards returning to the ranks of the National League Elite in 2019. In Houck's second season of his second stint leading his alma mater, Montana won 10 games for the first time since 2013, advancing to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs for the first time in seven years. UM played a pair of games this spring, scoring 107 total points in decimations of Division II Central Washington and Big Sky Foe, Portland State. Montana State opens its season September 4th in Laramie, Wyoming against the Wyoming Cowboys. Kickoff is set for 2 p.m. Montana opens that same day playing in Seattle against the University of Washington. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. from the capital city of the Evergreen State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. I fully transitioned to the other side, whatever that means. Quite literally. <laughs> we're talking aliens, and we're about to talk some music here as well. Welcome back. Snuana's now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. 
If you're watching it, SWX Montana Television, I've never sat on this side. I'm sitting on this side because I, you know, want to look at my good friend Tommy Evans. Uh, we got the studio in a weird way. Tommy's usually right right behind me. That's why if you ever see me on the TV talking to uh, just a random nothing in the corner. It's because I got your back, Coulter. That's exactly right. It's symbolic for everything about our relationship. Mr. Thing of the first hour of the show is Montana Football Hour, which we're going to do the first hour of each Monday show. You can find that on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sports Bet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Andrew Houghton, kind enough to join us, talk some of the key storylines coming into today, I guess this evening's opener for Grizz football. They start practice 6.30 tonight, Doran Blazer Field. We'll have uh, some sound from before practice from Bobby Houck here uh, later on this week during the show. And uh, also have some player interviews I'm going to collect here this afternoon as well. And we'll just have some feedback and some reactions from football as things are getting started now in Missoula. And Bozeman, who was kind enough to break down all that. Plus, talk some Bobcat football. Heard from Montana State head coach Brett Vegan. And the first stats performed SCS poll is also out. So we uh, give a little breakdown of that as well. All that, again, available on the podcast. A lot of great events going on in Missoula right now. I'm looking forward to a couple more shows coming up later on this summer. I'm going to hit up Fits in the Tantrums. I'm going to hit up uh, Modest Mouse. Probably going to go to Atmosphere and uh, Cypress Hill. So a lot of good and Guns N' Roses on Friday, of course. By the way, we will be broadcasting to you from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot before Guns N' Roses. We'll have a dual remote going on on Jack FM 105.9 FM as well as here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. The other thing that's going on around town that's... Uh, almost a nightly occurrence just every other week there in town is the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads continue to roll. They are now over 100 home runs hit this season, one of the highest totals in all Pioneer League and Minor League Baseball in general. So uh, you want to check out the Paddleheads? I got four tickets for you. They're in Section 104, Row E. These are really good tickets. They're uh, for August 11th, that's Wednesday, 7.05, first pitch. You want a four-pack of tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads against the Great Falls Voyagers? Give us a call right now, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Call us right now for your chance to win four-pack of tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads. Speaking of tickets, we got quite a few tickets here at Missoula Broadcasting Company Saturday night to watch Wilco down at the Kettle House Amphitheater. And uh, my good friend Tommy, our producer of this show and our head engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, he was there. Fun hanging out with him. And uh, a couple of the other guys from the trail as well. It's fun uh, crossing paths with them. And spent a good amount of time dancing on the deck by the river. And if you haven't been to that venue, go check it out. It's uh, pretty spectacular, pretty fun place to watch a concert. Uh, I was not familiar really with Wilco very much and uh, so it was an interesting experience for me. Tommy, I know you were loving it. Your thoughts on Wilco? I think Tommy's on the phone with a, uh, a lucky winner, which would be a great thing. But uh, we'll get his feedback here on Wilco here uh, in just a quick minute. Let's talk Olympics briefly. By the way, if, if you haven't, if, if Tommy's not on the phone with the winner, 406-888-1029 for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads. couple of my best moments from across the Olympics. First and foremost, I think that the fact that most of the best moments – from the Olympics that are on my list here are featuring female athletes is a great sign of just 
the display that the Olympics is for athletes across the world, but particularly female athletes. I think it shows you uh, just how far we've come. I know there's a lot of talk about equality in this time, and that's an essential conversation that should, should continue to happen. Uh, but I thought the fact that most of the stars of this Olympics were females is uh, is a great thing. And I think it's uh, awesome for uh, our world at large and definitely some some memorable and super fun moments to watch across the board. The first and foremost one that I will never forget, and this is one that I've talked about several times on the show, but definitely super uh, worth watching again if you haven't seen it or if you want to watch it again and just be happy. Lydia Jacoby, she's a teenage swimmer from Seward, Alaska, 17 years old. She won the gold medal uh, at 17 uh, in the 100-meter free. And uh, the video of the watch party from Seward, Alaska, spectacular to say the least. Uh, Enthusiasm galore. Very wholesome and authentic, the emotion from the kids in the gym. It was just super fun to watch, and, and it's what makes the Olympics great. I know there was cameras in on everybody's houses and families because people couldn't go. But that particular one, you know, it's town population 2,600. There's never been an Olympic swimmer from Alaska. And so to watch just their pure joy, I mean, I'm pretty sure the whole damn town was there at the train depot taking in Lydia Jacoby, so that was a, an amazing moment. Another best of the Olympics, Allison Felix. Her story is much chronicled. She's certainly going to go down as one of, if not the greatest female track athletes in the history of the United States. She surpassed Carl Lewis for the most track medals ever. She goes with 11. She gets bronze in the 400 meters to go home with her final individual medal. And then she gets another gold medal in the 4x400. So Allison Felix, age of 35, an awesome story. Her fourth, count them, fourth Olympics, likely the last runs of her peerless, to be honest, Career, one of the most decorated Olympians in the history of the United States. Uh, an awesome spectacle to watch Allison Felix uh, go out on top. The men's high jump. I didn't know you could tie in high jump or any other thing, but this is if you have the same amount of misses and the misses occur at the same time, and then you have the same hits, then if you both miss out at the next height, then you can decide to have a shared gold medal. I didn't know this was the case, uh, but the young man from Italy and the young man from Qatar, that was the case. And so they both, they're training partners, and so they both get gold. And it was a great duel, an entertaining uh, final, and uh, then awesome for them uh, to both be awarded gold medals. Nuan is now recapping all things Olympics. Also going to talk some NFL. We're going to hear Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame acceptance speech here. Oh, in about five minutes. But before that, finishing up some of the best of the Olympics. Speaking of the NFL uh, and any other sporting event, the Olympics are over, but Major League Baseball is going in full force. The NFL is right on the horizon. College football is back here pretty soon as well. No matter where you want to watch TV or watch your favorite team, the Silver Slipper has it on for you. They have 55 TVs to watch all of the sports. Silver Slipper has drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. It's across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Check them out on Facebook for daily drink specials and up-to-date info today. A couple more best of the Olympics before we get to Peyton Manning and his awesome Hall of Fame speech. Caleb Dressler, Katie Ledecky, thought they both stole the show. Caleb Dressler, five gold medals. The only swimmer besides 
Michael Phelps to ever do that. Uh, so congratulations to him, the breakout star of men's swimming. Katie Ledecky came in as sort of the old dog in women's swimming and still goes on with four medals, including two golds. Uh, so And she does she didn't retire. A lot of people expected her to sort of do the walk-off and maybe uh, ride off into the sunset. But she said, nope, not done yet. I'll be back for more. So Katie Ledecky, the greatest swimmer in women's United States history, uh, her career remains alive coming out of Tokyo. Elaine Thompson, hurrah. What an awesome performance for her. The excitement in her eyes when she won the 100 meters was just spectacular. Uh, She swept the 100 and 200 meters. She's the first woman to ever do that in consecutive Olympics. So Jamaica continues to be the cream of the crop when it comes to sprinting. And Elaine Thompson, hurrah, currently the queen of sprinting on the Olympic level. Ryan Krauser, shot putter from the United States. Man, this guy is a mountain of a man. He set the world record at the Olympic trials in Eugene. One of the most spectacular pictures of 2021 so far, his world record throw with him basically celebrating the instant he lets it go and the shot put flying through the horizon. An awesome picture. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. But uh, he did not quite one-up his Olympic trials performance of a world record, but he set and reset the Olympic record to take home the gold medal. So a spectacular performance by Ryan Krauser and uh, a spectacle to behold. He is definitely one of the most powerful athletes on planet Earth. Niraj Chopra, he's from India. He um, was the first Indian to win a gold medal in track and field in more than 100 years. He won the men's javelin, a throw of almost 290 feet. We're talking about some of these great javelin throwers from both uh, the high school level and the Big Sky Conference and the college level as well. These people are throwing between 210 at the high school level and 230, 235 at the collegiate level, which is so huge, so, so far. Niraj Chopra, 287 feet. So unbelievable. This guy's throwing like almost 90 meters. Uh, So astounding uh, to watch. Um, But congratulations to him because a breakthrough moment for India. Uh, He will definitely be a hero upon his return to a country with more than a billion people, the first gold medalist in uh, the Summer Olympics in track and field out of India in more than 100 years. A couple more standouts from the Olympics. Andre de Grasse, he won the men's 200 meters. He came second to Usain Bolt back in Rio in 2016. So Andre de Grasse from Canada, the first Canadian to win the 200 meters in more than 50 years. So that was an outstanding performance, one that was really fun to watch. And then finally, probably her. Her last Olympics, but somebody that has been a face of the Summer Olympics for quite some time, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price. She was, uh, it's hard to say that there's any anybody comparable to Usain Bolt because he has been so incomparable, so unbelievable. So, so one of the greatest athletes in the history of the planet. But the, the counterpart, the, the, the women's version, the women's dominant sprinter while Usain Bolt was having his run with Shelly Ann Fraser-Price. Well, she had one last hurrah. She ended up uh, almost meddling in the 200 meters. She did help Jamaica win the gold medal in the 4 by 100 meters. So Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, if it is her last Olympics, I think you could safely say she has gone down as one of the great sprinters uh, in the history of women's track and field. Tommy, I heard we, I, I was trying to cue you up, but then I think we had a winner for the tickets. Is that right? Buddy, you you got to think ahead here. If you're going to have a conversation with me, don't pump the phone lines open and then try to talk to me. Come on, man. Yes, I was on the phone, Colter. I, I, I got 16 I phone lines back here blowing up for those tickets. Well, that's good. Which, by the way, congrats to Travis, who's going out to the game. What was the date on those? I want to make sure I get his winter slip filled out. Uh, August 11th. August that, 11th, okay. Wednesday. So when the Battleheads return to town, I think I got one more in Billings tonight, and then they'll return to town on Wednesday. So, uh... 
Wednesday the 11th. All right, cool. Yeah, Got it. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, Tommy, do, yeah. we, do we have this Peyton Manning speech? You better, you want me to roll it right uh, now? No, one, one second. Just like just a couple pieces of uh, thought. I was watching, it's Nuanas now, by the way, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Tommy Evans joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here uh, on a Monday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I was watching the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony last night, the induction ceremony, and uh, all sorts of feelings. You know, I, I'm now getting into my mid-30s. I just turned 34 in May, and uh, an interesting dynamic to now have guys being inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame that I watched their career stem to stern. Guys that I remember in college from when I was a kid, and then uh, guys that I remember their, the duration of their NFL careers. So the 2020 class, they did not get to have a traditional induction ceremony. You already know the reasons why. But that class included... Isaac Bruce, Edron James, Steve Hutchinson, Steve Atwater, and Troy Polamalu. So they got to give all their speeches and do their induction ceremony earlier during the weekend. And then yesterday, the 2021 class goes in. 2021 class, one of the most star-studded classes in the history of the Hall of Fame, headlined by Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson, also including former Pittsburgh Steelers offensive lineman Alan Fanica, former um, Tampa Bay Bucks and Denver Broncos safety John Lynch former Oakland Raiders coach Tom Flores, and former Cowboys wide receiver uh, Calvin Johnson. I'm going to give you some more feedback on this Hall of Fame in just a minute. But first, the guy who everybody expected to steal the show, well, he did steal the show. It's Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, most famously of the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. Uh, he came in with a plan to hit the timeline for this speech perfectly it's supposed to be an eight minute deal he came in at 755 so the guy who managed the clock as well as anybody is the guy that uh, killed it in terms of the timing of his speech better than anybody at this thing last night Peyton Manning from last night's football hall of fame thank you very much thank y'all very much When I was playing for the Colts, there were just a few seconds on the play clock, and we needed the ball snapped quickly. I would yell, hurry, hurry, to my center, Jeff Saturday, and he would immediately snap me the ball. Well, I got to tell you, there you go. Tonight's speech is an all-time hurry, hurry. The 2021 induction class wants to thank those previous inductees who gave long-winded acceptance speeches forcing us to have a whopping six minutes to recap our football careers. I want to give a special thanks to my old rival, Ray Lewis, for being here tonight. Ray just finished giving his speech that he started in 2018. Next year, accepted speeches will probably shrink to four minutes. And speaking of rivals, my good friend Tom Brady is here tonight. By the time he is inducted, By the time Tom Brady is inducted in his first year of eligibility in the year 2035, he'll only have time to post his acceptance speech on his Instagram account. 
The legendary John Madden says that the Hall of Fame bus whisper to each other at night. And it's actually true. My son Marshall and I have heard it. But I also think that they run plays at night. They scrimmage. They throw a little seven on seven. The other night I had a dream that I was in one of those scrimmages. The other team's coaches were Vince Lombardi and Paul Brown. My coaches, Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. That's right, a cowboy and a Steeler working together only in Canton, Ohio. We were on the 50-yard line with only three seconds left in the game. Coach Cower called a running play. I said, Coach, I'm going to have to audible. Omaha. I called, a ba I called a pass play. My bus faked a handoff to Barry Sanders. I threw a 20-yard break-in route to Michael Irvin right as Deacon Jones and Ray Nitschke hit me at the same time. Irvin, as he was getting tackled by Ronnie Lott, then lateral to Steve Largent, who was in a foot race down the sideline with Daryl Green and Lim Barney. The savvy Largent, knowing he couldn't win a foot race with Daryl Green, then lateral back to Lance Allworth, who dove into the end zone for the game-winning score. Now, yesterday, it was just a dream, but tonight, it's reality. Anyway, I just think it's pretty cool to say you're on the same team as Johnny Unitas and Slinging Sammy Ball. I am honored to be a member of this elite class and a teammate of Drew's, Coach Floors, John, Calvin, Allen, and Charles. To be inducted on the same weekend with one of my favorite teammates of all time, Edger and James, is a thrill. United with Edgerin, my old teammates, the great Marvin Harrison, Marshall Falk, our coach architect Bill Polian, our coach leader Tony Dungy is really something special. And I'm proud to be on the same team again with John Elway and the joint fellow Denver Bronco alums, Steve Atwater and John Lynch in this weekend's induction class. And there's room for more Colts and Broncos in here, I'm just saying. We have inherited the history of this sport, even helped create it, but our responsibility cannot stop there. If we simply relive history and don't ignite the future of the sport, then we're not doing football justice. Each of us has deep roots in this game. Football even helped us carve out a place to belong. In my youth in New Orleans and in Newman School, football carved out a place for my favorite quarterback, my hero, my role model, my dad, Archie Manning, to pass on something he loved to me. <clears throat> dad, there's no one I would rather have or be more appropriate than you to welcome me to this stage. My dad enabled me to play balls with my brother Cooper and Eli, the two best brothers a guy could ask for. And it gave my mom plenty of reasons to both beef me up and patch me up. You talk about rocking out with the most loving mother who could also break down a cover two defense as well as any NFL quarterback. In college, at my beloved alma mater, the University of Tennessee, Football gave me a platform to help me grow as a man and refine my skills. Entering the NFL, the game gave me a profession where I could measure myself against the very best and live camaraderie at its deepest level. I always thrived on being coached, and I learned from some of the very best coaches in the business, many of whom are here tonight. Sadly, we have lost two special coaches to me this year, the great Howard Mudd and my good friend Greg Knapp. May they both rest in peace.
After my playing career, I hung a whistle around my neck, and I've coached my son's flag football team for the past two years. Now, I'm not sure I'm a very good coach, but hopefully that role will enable me to make a hands-on contribution to the future of our sport. Over the years, I've had the most unbelievable support from family, friends, fans, coaches, teammates, and support staffs. And I just can't say thank you enough to all of you that have come here tonight to help me celebrate. To Jim Arcee and the Indianapolis Colts organization, my gratitude is off the charts. You drafted me in 1998, and it was a joy and a privilege to represent the Horseshoe. And to Pat Bowen, the Bowen family, and the Denver Broncos organization, you took a chance on me at a crucial moment in my career, and I will never forget it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. When I officially retired from football five years ago, whether in person, on a call, or in a handwritten letter, I said all the thank yous that we unfortunately don't have time to repeat tonight. But trust me, they are as heartfelt now as they were then. To my wife, Ashley, there are no right words to express how grateful I am for you. Thank you for your unstoppable love and support. And to our children, Marshall and Mosley, you came into the world at the exact time that I needed you most. The two of you have already given your mother and me a greater inheritance than we could ever leave you. If football has become my home, the people of the great states of Louisiana, Tennessee, Indiana, and Colorado have become my extended family. And as everyone knows, you can never really leave family behind. I never expected to stand on this stage tonight. If it weren't for those busts and the memories of forever loyal fans, tonight's details would blur and cheers would fade. However, our hearts will cradle the memories forever. Throughout our lives as players, coaches, staffs, and fans, we've become essential to the sports landscape. I don't know about you, but I'm not done with this game. I never will be. I'm committed to ensuring its future, and I hope you will join me in that commitment. As members of this honored class, we have a responsibility to make our game stronger, from the corner playground to the most celebrated stadiums. During the past two years, the game of football has been challenged by an explosion of sports and entertainment options, safety concerns, erupting social justice issues, and a worldwide pandemic. Displaced fans have taken on an entirely new meaning as our stadiums have been shut down and fans shut out. We certainly shouldn't walk away now. When we leave this stage tonight, it is no longer about us. It is about cultivating the game that has given so much to us. It's about nurturing football to live and thrive another day, another year, decade, and another generation. It's about guaranteeing that kids everywhere can learn, bond, grow, and have fun with every flag pulled, every tackle made, every pass thrown, every run, block, sack, and touchdown scored. The audience here tonight is made up of die-hard fans who feel football deep in your bones. Now, we may have ignited the fire, but you, you have fanned the flames. Inevitably, those flames will be whipped by the winds of change, but they don't need to smolder. The future of this game is ours to shape. We just need to take tomorrow on our shoulders as readily as we donned our pads before each game. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football. 
so much speculation about that speech. Peyton Manning inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame last night. That wasn't just a speech. Some people think that that was uh, the beginning of a transition for Peyton Manning. I've heard politician, you know, potential run at a Senate seat or maybe a governor's position. To me, I think his endorsement of the future of football was more indicative of his maybe future role in football, whether that's as an owner. But the number one thing I thought when I heard that speech from Peyton Manning was that's the future commissioner of the National Football League. We'll see. A lot of speculation there. But uh, no surprise that Peyton Manning, one of the most charismatic and well-spoken athletes we've ever had in the United States of America, killed it at his Hall of Fame speech. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Speaking of somebody that killed it, Iggy Fitzgerald. A graduate from Missoula Hellgate, one of the best distance runners in the Treasure State in the entire state of Montana. He was the state champion in both the 800 meters and the 1600 meters this last spring for the Knights. He'll join us as part of our senior spotlight right after this. Keep it here. Locked on Nuanas now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. As of Monday evening, college football is back on both sides of the Continental Divide for age-old arch rivals. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana State Bobcats began their first fall camp under first-year head coach Brent Vegan on Friday in Bozeman. The Montana Grizzlies opened their third season and fourth year under the direction of head coach Bobby Houck on Monday night at 6.30 p.m. The Bobcats have had to wait since December of 2019 to capitalize on their momentum of their last season on the gridiron. Almost two years ago, Montana State raced to a historic 11-win season that included a 48-14 blasting of the rival Grizzlies in Bozeman, a first-round bye in the FCS playoffs, postseason wins over Albany and Austin P, and the first semifinal berth for the program since 1984. The Grizzlies also took a step towards returning to the ranks of the National League Elite in 2019. In Houck's second season of his second stint leading his alma mater, Montana won 10 games for the first time since 2013, advancing to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs for the first time in seven years. UM played a pair of games this spring, scoring 107 total points in decimations of Division II Central Washington and Big Sky Foe, Portland State. Montana State opens its season September 4th in Laramie, Wyoming against the Wyoming Cowboys. Kickoff is set for 2 p.m. Montana opens that same day, playing in Seattle against the University of Washington. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. from the capital city of the Evergreen State. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
man. Ten-year-old me would just be freaking out that I'm like, to see this live on Friday. Can't even believe that it's real. Maybe we'll see you down there. Guns N' Roses this Friday in Missoula. Better late than never, baby. Can't wait to see Axl Rose and Slash and everybody else in between. We will be having a party. That's right. Down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Tommy's going to be there. I'm going to be dressed up like Slash, dude. You're in. You're gonna. I'm do a going full wig. costume for this, man. I uh, yeah, I, uh, I I can't even remember who I was telling this to, but I said I might even wear some mascara. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> if there ever was a show to wear makeup to, this would be the one. Guns N' Roses in Missoula Friday night, Washington Grizzly Stadium. I don't even know what to think about it. I can't wait. It's going to be a true spectacle, to be sure. Come on and hang out down with us. Uh, Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. We'll be doing Nuanas Now live from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot on Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. We'll also have a remote going all afternoon on Jack FM as well. Tommy will be down there. Aubrey from the U1045 as well as Jack FM will be down there. And uh, everybody in between. So come hang out with us. It's going to be a great afternoon, great evening. Welcoming one of the most iconic rock bands of the 1980s to Missoula. We don't have any time for that stuff right now, though. We'll circle back around to some of the great music that's coming up in Missoula later on in the show. But time now. I'm Coulter Nuanas, by the way. It's time now for our Senior Spotlight. Our Senior Spotlight is presented in part by Palmer's Drug. Palmer's Drug, you go out of your way when it comes to shopping local for food, beer, and almost everything in your life. It's one of the parts that we love about living in Montana so much. You go out of your way to buy local uh, food, local beer, everything in between. So why not support local businesses at every turn by visiting your local pharmacy? Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs more efficiently than any of the corporate chains. Palmer's will take care of you on a personal level like you deserve. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug on Southwest Higgins. Senior Spotlight highlights some of the best graduated seniors from across the entire state of Montana. And we've had quite a few from right here in the Garden City, including our latest, a Hellgate graduate and a future University of Oregon runner. It's Iggy Fitzgerald from Missoula Hellgate. Iggy, I know you're on the whole other side of the country sitting there in upstate New York, so thanks for making some time for us here at ESPN Missoula. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Coulter. Uh, how are you doing? Very well, man. Thanks so much for taking some time. Uh, you have an awesome story, and I know that the story of Hellgate Cross Country is an awesome one as of late as well because I know Anders Brooker has done a tremendous job building that program up and uh, a lot of success both for individuals and team runners. But uh, let's start at the beginning here. You did not pick up cross country until your freshman year of high school, and I know that it was sort of just uh, an activity that you were doing until you were a sophomore, but then all of a sudden it sort of took off for you, and you went from uh, a guy trying to make varsity to a guy competing at state meets to a guy winning state championships and now heading to the Pac-12. So sort of take us through your your journey as, as you first picked up cross country and how you've been able to rapidly accelerate to become one of the best runners in the state of Montana. Yeah, um, it was, I mean, that's kind of the story of a lot of kids from Hellgate. Um, we've got an incredible program. Uh, freshman year, I joined the cross country team just to get some, really just to try to stay fit. Uh, I was a big lacrosse player for a number of years. Um, my dad grew up playing lacrosse and he got me into it. And so I started there. And then uh, the team, it's just an incredible environment, it's an incredible group of guys with a phenomenal coaching staff. Um, and it really, they made it easy to want to succeed. Um, sophomore year, uh, state and track, I was one spot off of making the all-state uh, team in the two-mile. And uh, that really uh, put a fire in me to try to 
be better and come back my junior year. Um, and junior year, by the fall, I, uh, I qualified for the national meet down in San Diego for cross country. And uh, then we lost our, our junior track year and senior. Uh, I thought we were going to lose our senior season, but um, uh, to be able to finish out my senior year uh, as well as I did with a couple of state titles and a national berth uh, was really exciting. And I'm, I'm really excited to carry on in the Pac-12. Go Ducks. We had Sage Brooks on last week, an outstanding member of the girls' cross-catcher team at Hellgate. And it seems like the, the program itself is so good at just developing uh, the natural talents of the kids. Uh, but you, you sort of talked about your teammates and your coaching, but why is it? Why is Hellgate now producing such these top-level athletes? Because Sage, she's going to Syracuse to run, and it seems like the, the athletes that really buy in and engage in the program and engage in the team element of this thing uh, really grow. But why is that? What is the thing that, that is setting Hellgate cross-country apart right now? Uh, for me, what it was is, is the coaches really care. Um, a number of our coaches are alums of the team. Um, we've got guys like uh, Adam Peterman, who in, ran at Hellgate, uh, ran at University of Colorado from Hellgate, saw a lot of success uh, as a Hellgate runner, and so he's bought in. And really, like, seeing what he's done uh, coming out of the program really is a huge inspiration. But, I mean, it's just the coaches make it so easy to want to be good. Um, like, I've I played sports where you got you got hard-nosed coaches who you just you hate the coach and you want to quit. And um, being a part of our program, it's, it's really the opposite. You love the coaches. You spend you want to spend as much time as possible just being with them because they're just they're such, it's such a phenomenal community. Iggy Fitzgerald joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our senior spotlight series, highlighting some of the best graduated seniors from across the state of Montana. Take us through the state meet this last year. He's, by the way, from Missoula Hellgate. Uh, take us through the state meet this last year because you certainly finished your high school career with a flourish, uh, winning the 800 meters and the 1600 meters as well. Uh, but probably a long time coming for you, considering you mentioned the way that it kind of went down your junior year as well. So how did you sort of navigate your senior year and how were you able to go out on top like you did? Yeah, senior cross-country season. Uh, we were on cross in the fall and then track in the spring. Uh, cross-country, I broke my foot, and so I had a really hard go of it. Um, had to take a couple months off in the winter. And so mentally, that was uh, really challenging. And uh, it was hard coming back. But uh, just using the spring, uh, getting back to the basics, having fun with it, just every race, uh, really just, <laughs> excuse me, um, just like getting back into it, having fun with it. And that was the goal for uh, state track was uh, just to have fun with it. And so we went out in the 800 meters and um, had, a fan, had a fun time, ran a personal best, uh, ran hard. And then coming back in the mile, I knew I had a pretty good shot at breaking the school record and uh, kind of an outside shot at breaking the school record or breaking the state record, sorry. And uh, my coaches just mentally set me up really well for it. And so I just went out, uh, ran the race that I knew I needed to run, run from the gun, run hard. Um, not mess around and try to sit and kick or run tactically at all, just run all out, run hard. And uh, I was able to uh, have a really good mile race, broke the Hellgate school record, and uh, ran the second fastest mile uh, in Montana. It was about half a second off the state record. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and just enjoying running with those guys. There's a great group of runners in Montana right now, and uh, I just love running with those boys. 
So take me through the way that you have to develop your mind to think that running a mile is fun. I, I'm an offensive lineman. I like the short split sprints here. I can't do the mile, especially when you're, I mean, when you're running a four-minute, 12-second mile, you're sprinting the whole time. Let's not call this distance running. You're running faster than I can run for four laps in a row. But, what, I mean, all, all kidding aside, when did this first become fun for you? Because I feel like to, to run at this level, there's no way that you could do it unless you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's a love-hate relationship for sure. Um, there's there definitely been times when I'm like, man, this 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 is the worst possible thing I could be doing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've heard it, the best way I've heard it described is type 2 fun. Type 1 fun is fun you have while you're doing it. Type 2 fun is fun at, that you have after you're doing it. Wow. So when you're out there running, you kind of, a lot of, a lot of people describe a runner's high. Kind of, um, there's a term that's used uh, a lot. You kind of your mind shuts off and your body just kind of goes, um, and you almost see yourself in like a third person sense, and you're not. And then the minute you stop running, that's when all the pain comes, and then it then it really sucks, and you're lying on the floor trying not to throw up. Um, but the it's 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 delayed gratification is a lot of it is. Um, so you just you gotta you gotta tell yourself that there's that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and it's yeah it's. It is, it is weird to say that it's fun. And two years ago, I would have told you it's the worst thing ever and that it's no fun. But now I, I, I find myself loving it, and I'm a little bit addicted, I think. Absolutely. It is certainly uh, an addiction of sorts, but certainly a very healthy one. So congratulations for finding an outlet like this. Iggy Fitzgerald joining us here on Nuanas Now, part of our Senior Spotlight series, which is presented in part by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes. Blaine McElmurray knows what it's like to achieve as a small-town athlete from Montana. The Troy, Montana native rose up to become an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 1995 National Championship team before spending time playing in the NFL. Blaine McElmurray has used those values in his work with McElmurray Homes. Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company, McElmurray Homes, has helped contract and subcontract some of the Garden City's finest homes. McElmurray Homes is committed to offering quality customer service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes proud to support local high school athletes around the state of Montana. Let's talk about the future now. You're heading on to Eugene, Oregon, first and foremost. Uh, how familiar are you with just the history of running there? Because, I mean, Stephen Prefontaine, one of the most iconic distance runners in the history of America, the origin story of Nike coming from, I think one of the co-founders was a famous distance runner at Oregon as well. Eugene, an awesome running town. Hayward Field, the Mecca, the place that hosts the national championship meet every year. So uh, this is about as good as it gets if you're going to run at the collegiate level. But were you familiar with all that history and lineage before uh, you started started uh, getting recruited by the Ducks? Yeah, uh, my dad was a big marathoner um, for a number of years, and so he kind of I was always aware, like in, in my head, uh, running was always kind of synonymous with the University of Oregon. Uh, like you said, Steve Prefontaine, um, arguably the greatest distance runner in American history. Uh, Nike running started there. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was generally kind of familiar with it as an idea. Um, and then once I started running, when you're in the running community, um, it's kind of hard to ignore uh, just the, the lineage of great runners that's come out of there and both past and, and present success uh, right now. I mean, we got the Olympics going on in, in the Olympics men's 1500 field, uh, which is basically the mile. The sixth place finisher in the world at the Olympics, current University of Oregon sophomore, uh, Cole Hawker, guy who got 19th in the 800 meters, Charlie Hunter, University of Oregon uh, alumni. It's, it's, an, it's an incredible program with a lot of history, uh, but there's a lot in the future. It's got an incredible coaching program, uh, and I'm really excited to go there. What are you thinking academically? Have you decided what you want to study? 
Um, I'm not totally sure yet. I'm thinking history or maybe philosophy. Um, I think I might want to pursue a law degree at some point. Nice. Very good. Well, uh, Oregon, obviously, tremendous humanities, liberal arts, things like that. So that'll be a, a great spot for you. Maybe, you know, maybe you matriculate your way back to your hometown and go to law school at the University of Montana someday. Great law school down at UM as well. Uh, Iggy Fitzgerald joining us here on Nuwana is now part of our Senior Spotlight series. Uh, tell us about your experience at Nationals. You, you kind of mentioned that you, you'd gone and run at the Outdoor Nationals, uh, I guess, earlier in July. But what was that experience like? And just tell us sort of the details of, of your time running at the Outdoor Nationals presented by Nike. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's a, a, the running community is just an incredible community. Everyone, you just want to see everyone succeed. There's no, there's never any real uh, rivalries or malice in it other than that aren't of a good nature, um, like ours with Bozeman. Uh, it, it's a great community. It was a lot of fun. Those are great guys, and I knew some of them from uh, some experiences I had at the national level my junior year. So getting to see guys, seeing some old friends, and uh, making some new ones was a lot of fun. Um, I it was at it was at Hayward at, at University of Oregon, so it was great to be able to compete on that track, um, a place where I'll hopefully get a lot of miles in in the future. Um, I didn't have maybe the race I exactly wanted to have. I ended up finishing 21st at a 42, uh, so right in the middle. But it was it was that place that was a higher placement than I came in ranks at. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great time. What are you most excited about for your future now? I mean, I guess uh, first and foremost, cross country is probably starting here. Wickety split. So you're probably in the midst of training right now, right? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of conditioning miles. We got a great training plan. Uh, Coach Thomas likes to keep us fit, uh, running twice a day, working out two times, three times a week. Uh, yeah, I ship out. My report date is August 21st, and then our first meet September 2nd. Uh, I'm going to redshirt this year, uh, so I'm not totally sure how much I'll be racing, but. Um, Hopefully I'll be able to get some – in cross-country we can run what's called unattached. So you run not with Oregon on your chest, but uh, still out on the course. So uh, I'm excited to get the opportunity to race a little bit soon, hopefully. Well, Iggy, we appreciate it, man. We're proud of you. And uh, best of luck with everything. I'm sure we'll catch up with you down the line. But in the meantime, be well. Enjoy the rest of your summer. And best of luck as you make your way to Eugene. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. Go Duck. Iggy Fitzgerald going to Oregon. From Missoula, Hellgate, that's your senior spotlight, presented in part by McElmurray Holmes, as well as Palmer's Drug of Missoula. Preview of tomorrow's show, plus some NFL thoughts, right after this, new on is now. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Radio Missoula. Broke down on the interstate just outside of Wichita. I said, Don't worry, baby, it'll be all right. Too young and crazy kids. Who thought we knew it all? California hunger in our eyes. I can smell the rain, I can feel the 
better than a little country music at the height of the summer on a Monday, man. I'm starting to get nostalgic about the end of summer already, but trying to soak it all in while it lasts. We're riding now. Fall camp starts tonight, University of Montana, 6.30, Dorm Blazer Field. I'm going down right after this. Can't wait. We'll have feedback from camp, uh, both my impressions, an interview with Bobby Houck, and some interviews with some Grizz football players as well. So, so, so happy to have football back in the Treasure State. They're already rolling over in Bozeman as well, so we'll have some feedback for you out of Montana State Camp a little later on this week. Miss anything in this show? An awesome show, Montana Football Hour. For the first hour, we're going to do that each and every Monday for the first hour of the show. We talked about all the main storylines headed into this Grizz football camp. Some of the biggest question marks for Montana. Also heard from Brent Deegan, Montana State head coach. Talked a little bit about the main storylines for the Bobcats. And gave you some intel about the quarterback situations from across the Big Sky Conference. As well as broke down the Stats Perform FCS poll. That's all in hour number one. Hour number two. Talked a little Wilco, a little Olympics, a little bit of NFL, and also heard from Peyton Manning, his awesome speech from his induction into the NFL Hall of Fame. A precursor for a future career? I'm not sure, but uh, good hearing from Peyton as well. An awesome, awesome speech if you missed any of that. We also had Iggy Fitzgerald from Missoula Hellgate on the show as well, part of our senior spotlight. So if you missed any of the show today, you can find it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Back at it tomorrow. Bobby Houck, full football recap, and uh, probably some other good interviews as well. Plus, we'll have Treasure State Stars and all sorts of free stuff for you as well, including Paddleheads tickets and Tagliari Deli. So be sure to tune back in 4 p.m. tomorrow. In the meantime, be good. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.